Hi friends, and welcome back to the Advice My Friends Ignored podcast. I'm your host, Audrey Brothers, and I'm so happy that you're here. In today's episode, I had the pleasure of speaking with my friend, Carolina Salazar, a certified holistic health coach and content creator in the health and wellness space. Carolina shares her experiences around her body image and how she's transformed her perfectionist mindset around her body image into an empowered, liberated mindset. She shares some of the mindset shifts she's utilized when it came to working through her perfectionism, as well as any other limiting beliefs she has fostered. Carolina dives into cycle syncing and shares some beautiful insights on the different phases of the cycles, how to nourish yourself in healthy ways during each cycle, and how to let go of living such a restrictive lifestyle. Carolina and I have been friends in the online space since about 2020, and I've watched her journey unfold to where she is now, and I absolutely love everything about her, love her energy, love what she's sharing with the world, and I also love all the wisdom she shares with us in this episode. If you want to learn more about Carolina, her cycle syncing course, or simply connect with her, be sure to check out the show notes for where to find her. And as always, please be sure to like, rate, share, or subscribe to this podcast so we can continue growing this amazing community. But now let's dive on in and start learning and growing together. Hi, Carolina, and welcome to the podcast. I am so excited that you're here. This has been a long time coming, and I am just so honored and excited to have you on today to just really pick your brain about everything that you've been sharing over the last couple of years on your content creation and healing journey. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited, and yeah, I feel like there's so much we can talk about, and it's been really cool that we have kind of followed each other for so long now. It's so funny to say like oh, we've followed each other. It sounds so, so creepy out of context, but uh, like if social media didn't exist, but yeah, just like following along each like each other's journey and watching both of our paths evolve. It's just been so cool. It like feels like I've met you in person. It's crazy that we haven't. Literally every time we talk, whether it's just like through Instagram chat or on other podcasts or whatever it may be, I just feel like we're friends and we've met each other before. Maybe like it feels past. like a soul like connection. I don't yes. know how to explain it other than that. Yes. No, honestly, it just feels so easy and refreshing. Mm-hmm. Like we just we deeply connect in such a genuine way. And I love it. I love it so much. Me too. Um, so I just wanted to really pick your brain today about everything that you've endured over the last few years. Because again, I've been following you or, you know, been friends with you since 2020 at this point. And I've watched you just evolve continuously growing into this amazing, confident woman who's just sharing such incredible knowledge with all of the world. And I listened to your podcast, of course, and it's amazing. So I'm really excited to just dive deep in today and let my whole audience learn from you because I think you have so much wisdom to share. So with that being said, I just the first question I really want to ask is what was the major catalyst for you in your healing journey? Like what what was that spark? If you had one of those moments that was just that kind of just pushed you over the edge and was like, you know what, I really need to heal and I need to really work on myself. And, you know, I want to just really improve my well-being. Was there any type of moment that comes to mind or something that you experienced that was the catalyst for you? Yes, absolutely. I mean, I think for me, the catalyst was the pandemic. Like it was the onset of covid Mm-hmm. Like for many of us, I think for a lot of people that kickstarted different spiritual journeys, but it was that coupled with like having just ended a relationship and also still kind of struggling with my body image and deciding to go to therapy. And I think reaching out to a therapist in like May of 2020, like my yeah. college campus had like a center of psychological services. I just reached out to them. Because I had been to like two sessions with a therapist before I went abroad in the beginning of 2020. And we weren't able to continue the session. So she started doing them virtually. And I think that was when a lot of things started to shift for me. Yeah, I think it was being alone by myself and not in a very overstimulating college environment after a long time. But then also going through this breakup and and like kind of feeling lost and I think the pandemic created a kind of this sense of lostness in a lot of people because we didn't know what was coming. So anxiety was really big. So it was that plus one of my best friends telling me to read The Power of Now, which I know for you was your your, (laughs) catalyst too, which is the coolest thing. So reading that book, doing 
you know, therapy more regularly. And then also there's this account on Instagram called Rising Woman. And it's an amazing account. I think they have like a million followers. And I think an ad popped up for one of their courses, which was called Becoming the One. So that was when I really started to learn about shadow work, inner work, Mm -hmm. journaling, conscious relationships. So that course was really game changing for me. So it was kind of those three things together. Yeah, no, I love all that. And I've never heard of that account. So I'm definitely going to look into that after this recording. But it is so amazing to think about. I feel like both of us went through these massive spiritual awakenings in 2020. And our content totally reflected that, you know, we were always sharing journal prompts and just all things in relation to consciousness and healing, but it slowly evolved to just being so much more than that. And like now you talk about, you know, body image healing and you share all of these amazing healthy recipes and cycle syncing and all of these amazing things that you just have endured and overcome in your journey. And so I just love to learn more about one, I guess cycle syncing is where I want to start off because I'm so new to that. And honestly, this is like a learning experience for me. So definitely. Yeah, we can dive into that for sure. I feel like for me, cycle syncing has been more of a recent thing that I've been talking about. I mean, I have been talking about it since like mm-hmm. June, July of 2020, So I have been talking about it for like a year, mm-hmm. but I feel like for me, the journey really was like spiritual awakening. Eyes are opened to myself as a soul, doing the shadow work, doing the healing, and then doing a lot of like manifesting work, like getting very much into the spiritual mm-hmm. astrology, like learning a lot about that. And at this point, when this was happening, I still was struggling a little bit with my physical body. That's when I was doing a lot of the eating disorder recovery with a psychologist, like with my beliefs around food. I kind of went into an orthorexic period, like when I was finishing my like coaching certification, like kind of made me orthorexic in a way because I was so crazy about like extensive health. Like it has to be everything gone, like gluten, dairy, very restrictive. So it kind of went through, I kind of went through this restriction period, but it was like, I was kind of doing it for my wellness. So it was a little bit gray. And then after that, I think like after graduating, after starting in the corporate world, it's been a lot about doing that healing of finding the true balance in my life. Cause I've Mm -hmm. had periods where I've been completely sober and like not drinking anything and not eating a lot of things and then finding the right balance between incorporating that into my life and having pleasure in my life and then at the same time I went off of birth control so that's when I started exploring kind of my body as a woman two years ago and it's been definitely a really big learning process and I think it's connected me a lot to the divine feminine and just like another layer of awareness with myself with my body with my ebbs and flows and my emotions so there's so much that has happened in my journey but cycle thinking is something that I think a lot of people are super curious about. So I'm definitely down yeah. to go into that. And yeah, <laughs> let's let's break this down because there's a few things that you said that I want to talk I'm about. Like, like <laughs> no, but it all like it just flows perfectly and it all makes so much sense. And it brought you to where you are today. I feel like you had to go through all of those different stages in order to be where you are today and to even learn about cycle thinking because if you hadn't gone through all of those other stages you just wouldn't be prepared for the next chapter of where you are now so kind of branching back to what you had said about body image healing I'd love if you feel comfortable talking about it I'd love for you to dive into that because I think that's super relatable I know I've struggled with this for Mm -hmm. many years of my life like I think it's something that you always kind of struggle with in a sense and I guess one of my biggest questions for you is, you know, what were some of the limiting beliefs that you had about yourself and your body image? And what were some of the best tools that you use that have helped you kind of move through those beliefs? Yeah, that's a really good question. And you're right in that I think most women, not every woman, not every woman struggles with their body, but most do. Yeah. And men as well. Mm-hmm. It's something that happens a lot. I mean, we're a soul, but we're in a human body and it's our vessel. And there's this wider context of society that feeds us beliefs about how we're supposed to look and things about our appearance that are unattractive. And a lot of us correlate our worth and our livability with our appearance. 
Yeah. So there's this bigger issue. And that's, I think, my biggest driver. Like, I love talking about cycle awareness. And I think it's super important. But first, we need to improve our relationship with our bodies to then be able to access cycle syncing and any of those tools. But exactly. Yeah. My journey with my body has been full of ups and downs. I have a full episode on my podcast where I really dive into it because I could talk about it for an hour. So I'm going to try to (laughs) shorten it as much as I can or like, Kind of give the give cliff notes it. version yeah give the cliff notes version of it but I feel like my growing up like I was not the athletic kid I was not into sports like I was not in that world I was more the artsy like creative kid yeah. dancing drawing like I wasn't into that stuff but in high school is when I really started getting into working out I wanted to like go to the gym with my friends and at first it was kind of just like playful like I didn't really have any goals with it and then I gained a little bit of weight in my senior year of college of high school received a comment about it from a family member which then kind of led me to being very self-conscious and then restricting a lot and going through a very very intense period of deep restriction and going to the gym doing excessive cardio every day out of like punishing myself and I thought that guys liked only like skinny itty bitty girls so I had to be one of those one of those people and growing up I was also very petite so I had this identification with being the shortest the smallest the late bloomer like that was my identity for so long and so when time had passed and that was no longer my, my experience or maybe I gained a little bit of weight I think it caused me subconsciously to question my identity or my worth and I also grew up in a family of like Latinos like I'm Brazilian and there's mm-hmm. a lot of normalization of commenting on other people's bodies in yeah. our culture where you comment on the gain the gaining of the weight or the losing of weight of people around you family members uncles aunts grandparents they will comment on your body they'll comment on celebrities bodies and it kind of is a toxic culture and I think it caused me to think that people are always judging my body and so I think that's like the baseline of where I developed these limiting beliefs it's my upbringing and also social media kind of becoming a thing and seeing these highly perfected images like you know, people would only select the very one bikini picture where they look perfect and there's no like flaws, quote unquote. Yeah. No roles so, or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. So I went through this very deep restriction, went into college and it was very hard because I was also super stressed and by myself, lost so much hair and was just like struggling with my self-worth and I ended up attracting people into my life who also struggled with those things and mm-hmm. I ended up attracting kind of a toxic surrounding in some ways because I wasn't being my best self and I didn't have this sense of self-worth in me so the universe was just reflecting that back to you through your relationships exactly and so into the first semester of my freshman year my parents basically had an intervention and I also admitted I was like I don't recognize myself anymore I don't feel confident I don't know what I'm doing I need help so I got support with a nutritionist to gain weight back, but I didn't get mental health support. That only came in 2020, like right. many years later. But after that, like I gained some weight back. There was a lot of ups and downs because I also was like, I do enjoy like smoking weed. And at that time I was smoking more mm-hmm. than normal. And so I would kind of go through these quote unquote binge cycles where I would just like overeat when I was high and then guilty. And then that was a whole thing. Also smoking that much at that time in my life like caused some of my relationships to get affected by that too and I can definitely relate to that (laughs) so going into into 2020 I think like that was like my rude awakening it was like Mm -hmm. I don't want to be this version of myself anymore that said I already mentioned I started learning about wellness and holistic healing and doing the mental health support from therapy and books and podcasts and the soul work from shadow work and astrology. And I was learning about these other modalities of health that's not just food and exercise. But on the food and exercise front, I was also still very extreme. I was doing the 75 heart challenge, overworking my body, doing food combining, like still was not in a freedom position with my body and with food. And it was only after I think creating a really solid foundation with the other two pieces of my health, like my mental health and my spiritual health. And also just being like, I'm done. Like, I don't want to be extreme anymore, which yeah. came in like early 2022. Like, a while later, like basically the beginning of last year, that was when I was really like, you know what? I want to live a balanced life. And what does balance look like to me? And how can I find that balance? 
So it's been a whole process too to figure that out. But once I had that experience where it was so many different extremes, I've been able to figure out that I don't want to be that anymore. And I don't want to live the extremes, which goes back to perfectionism. Because one of the biggest traits of being a perfectionist or a recovering perfectionist is struggling with zero to 100. It's like Mm -hmm. either it's perfect and you're this best version of yourself that Mm -hmm. checks all the boxes and does all the things in her to-do list every single day and does the same routine every day or you're failing or it's not good at all and you suck there is no in between (laughs) there's no in between and so I think that was also a root limiting belief for me is like I have to be perfect and like I will only be perfect if I look a certain way or if I don't have any rolls in my stomach ever if I don't have you know my body looking this way in this picture or if I'm like eating the same as everyone around me like if I'm in a meal like I can't eat more than xyz person or if they're eating a certain amount and i'm eating more like that's bad and i'm gonna get judged therefore i won't be seen as perfect and therefore i won't be loved so i think it's been through working through a lot of that and also tying it a lot to the perfectionism and understanding more about that to find the healing where now i feel confident in my body and i know that i don't have to look perfect to be loved and i have freedom with food where Yes, I study nutrition. Like, I love eating healthy. I love taking care of my body. I actually love the taste of healthy food. And I do eat that most of the time. But I love croissants. I love a bagel. I like birthday cake. Like, I want to have those experiences too. It's been about releasing these beliefs in my brain that you have to fit a black and white picture. You're either the healthy girl that doesn't do anything that's fun and doesn't indulge ever or you're just like off the rails and completely unhealthy so I think it's finding that right balance and allowing yourself to have pleasure like allowing yourself to actually enjoy your life and treat yourself to things that you want in moderation which is a process like it's not overnight that you figure out balance it's through oscillating in the extreme sometimes yeah it's that's just a kind of summary yeah well thank you so much for sharing you know I think it will resonate with so many people it resonates with me because I think it is hard to find that balance because everyone's balance is going to look different but one of the things that I've kind of realized as of late actually is we're spiritual beings we're here to have a human experience and this experience is meant to be enjoyed we're not meant to be restricting ourselves we're not meant to be limiting ourselves like we're meant to enjoy everything in moderation which is exactly what you've learned to do like that's what your journey has been it's been mm-hmm. probably a hell of a journey to go through but it's brought you to where you are now and you feel more confident and it shows and so I love that for you and I just feel like yes. it's so hard to get rid of that mindset where you have that perfectionism mindset like that's something I've struggled with too and I think ultimately something I've realized too is like perfectionism really just is a mask for our insecurities you know it's preventing Mm -hmm. us from facing a fear of face like facing that fear of putting our bodies out there on Instagram with rolls in a bathing suit or like having that weird angle but so then you just don't do it because it doesn't look perfect. It's hard to overcome those, but I I applaud you for working through that. And I guess one of my questions for you is how have you kind of worked through that mindset of perfectionism? Is there any specific tactics or like mantras or like anything that you've done that has really helped you kind of transcend all of those limiting beliefs that you held about yourself? Yeah, definitely. I think that In terms of the perfectionism, the biggest thing is that I think the biggest blocker for perfectionists is thinking that your value and your worth and your lovability is conditional. Mm. Like, I think just channeling right now, like, that is what I would say is one of the biggest blocks. And so if you're able to move past that, automatically you're able to move in many strides and improve in many ways with your perfectionism. When you're able to tell yourself that your worth is not conditional, like I am loved, I love myself, I am whole, I am complete, I am enough as I am, I'm worthy, I deserve good things, Mm -hmm. I don't have to work for them and earn them and people please and showcase this perfect version of myself to for someone else to tell me I am love. And so I think even through my whole therapy journey, that's been a big thing, just like self-validation and being able to celebrate your own wins because as a perfectionist, that can be really hard. Like you're always focusing on what you're not doing the best or what's incomplete or what's 
what was done kind of half-assed or you procrastinate and then you do things half-assed and then you shame yourself. It's a vicious cycle. (laughs) It's a vicious cycle. And I think, again, it goes back to the conditionality. And I'll just give a silly example. I was talking like very recent in my life because now that I have this awareness, it doesn't mean the triggers are gone. It just means I navigate them differently. Mm -hmm. So I just ran a half marathon like two days ago, which was an incredible achievement and such a life moment that I will forever cherish. But- yes, congratulations, by the way. I have a, like, a lot of things to congratulate you on. Your engagement, oh. the half marathon, like 100,000 listens on Spotify or on your <laughs> podcast. Like, I have a lot of things I'm proud of you for. <laughs> Thank you. That means a lot. It's been it's been amazing. And yeah, so that but that's also like a big physical challenge, right? So leading up to the race, I was like, no, I was so tired. So I didn't work out for like three days, like from Thursday Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I didn't basically move my body. Like mm-hmm. I just a 20 minute yoga flow, like in my floor in my apartment, like very chill. I wasn't like running or anything like that because I knew I was going to run like 13 miles in right. the race. Right. But right. subconsciously, I started to notice how this old voice in my head would almost be like feeling guiltier for eating. Like, oh, you're eating pasta, like, but you didn't work out today. And because I'm so aware now, I can notice that voice and say like, no, like I deserve to eat pasta. I don't have to earn the pasta. Again, with the conditionality, like I don't have to earn this food. Like, no, it's fine. Fine. You're fine. Like three days off of the gym because you're about to go run a race is completely fine. Or even in general. And I saw this girl on TikTok talking about this recently. She was saying that it's okay for you to eat more. On days that it's a rest day, it's okay for you to eat more on a day that you're just hungrier. It's fine. That's been a big, you know, thing. And it's just an example from my life very recently. Yeah. I think coming from a more healed perspective and an understanding of how I am and having a lot more self-awareness, now I can kind of spot these limiting beliefs creeping in and just being like, yeah, like you're yeah. not well. <laughs> yeah, no, it helps you just become more aware of the ego when the ego's like chiming in. And ultimately you realize like, who's saying these things? You know, who's saying that I can't have pasta? Who's saying that I can't have the croissant? Who's saying that I should be ashamed that I didn't go to the gym today? And ultimately you realize like no one's saying that except like that wounded part of yourself that's kind of just wanting some attention and wanting to be validated and be loved. So like you said, it's learning to give that to yourself, learning to validate yourself in those moments and give yourself the love that you need rather than trying to find it externally through working out or eating right or like doing all of these things. Obviously, there are amazing practices that everyone should practice to take care of their body because it is their vehicle, right? But ultimately, it, it all stems from within and having that self-awareness to recognize that these are just thoughts. They're just thoughts. I don't need to listen to every single one because half of them aren't serving me. You know, I have yeah. a, my moons in Virgo. So I've struggled with perfectionism mm. for quite a long time because I just like overanalyze everything and I'm really You're ugly. Leo, right? Yeah, I'm a Leo cancer cusp, like zero degrees Leo, if that I'm zero what. degrees Taurus. So okay. yeah. yeah, you've got a little bit of both for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sagittarius rising. Are you a Libra rising? No, actually opposite. Aries rising. Aries rising. Oh. And Cancer moon. Yeah. No, I love Cancers. I love Cancers. I always, my best friend's a Cancer and my mom's a Cancer. Like, I am literally my best friend's a Cancer and my mom's a Cancer. (laughs) Like, we're mirrors, girl. Like, so similar. But something that what you were just saying reminded me of too is that in that period where I was telling you that I was finding balance and which was basically all of last year, like all of 2022, there was a large part of that year where I went off of routine. Like I was traveling a ton. I didn't have a consistent routine. I didn't have habits, a morning routine, like nothing was consistent in my life. And I was really free flowing. Like I was just traveling every month. I was eating out a lot and I did gain a little bit of weight. And I think in that gaining of that weight too was when this healing got even stronger because I had to learn to love myself when I looked different too. And when I didn't have habits and when my life wasn't so structured like it was during lockdown and I had this morning routine that I did over and over and these long walks in the afternoon that I used to do. Like even in the moments where I had no like no habits and I was just free flowing and traveling, I still had to find that self-love and be able to look at myself in pictures and in my content that I'm editing every day (laughs) and be okay with my body looking different. And then I had this reconnection with habits where I started becoming so much more focused on consistency than results and just doing things that feel good, like eating more protein because I know it makes me feel good and gives me energy or like 
finding forms of movement that make me feel strong, like lifting or challenging myself and running, but not for the sake of, oh, I'm going to lose weight because I'm going on this run. No, like I just love just listening feels to good. music and nature and being outside and yeah. the wind in my face and also seeing progress and getting stronger. So I think that experience too helped me kind of shape how I approached food and how I approached fitness, which mm-hmm. are those physical health elements that I was mentioning before was more distorted for me from a more positive lens. Right. So, so like your intention for everything changed, which is huge because a lot of times when we have these these wounds and these like warped perceptions of everything, we have the wrong intention. We work out to lose weight, to look good for other people rather than to work out to feel good for ourselves because ultimately that's what's the most important thing, right? Like our relationship with ourselves is the most important thing that we have. It's the most consistent thing that we have. So it's important that we feel good and we go into the things that we do for ourselves with the right intention. And I love that you've been doing that so consistently for yourself. It's amazing. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. A hundred percent that you nailed it. It's the intention behind it. Yeah. The intention behind everything. Right. It's always just having the right intention that is in alignment with how you want to feel and like how you want to think and act and behave. And I think a lot of people struggle with finding that right intention, but you know, it takes time to figure that out. And you you took that time to figure it out through all the shadow work, through all the self-reflection. It's not easy. That's why most people choose to avoid doing it. And I totally get that. Like I've been there. I faced so much resistance doing that myself. But again, once you get more clear on the intention and the why behind everything, it just opens up doors and you just feel so much more connected to yourself and you really just stop giving a fuck about what anyone else thinks about you and you just like start caring more about the relationship you have with yourself and then it reflects in every other area of your life. I think that's literally like Leo energy. Like when I think about (laughs) Leo energy, because I have a Leo North Node. Are you familiar with North Node? Yeah, mine's Sagittarius. (laughs) Okay, and you're rising. Wow. Okay, so first house. Yeah, I have a lot in my first house too because I'm triple Aries and I have an Aries rising. Yeah. I have Mercury and Jupiter also. But so I'm very familiar with first house energy. That's also exactly what we're just talking about. Like the first house in astrology, which is fiery, you know, mm-hmm. fire energy is like your relationship with yourself and with who you are and your body and all these different things. But Leo energy specifically that I was just talking about, which is also a fire sign, is like being unapologetically yourself. It's like, I don't give a fuck <laughs> if someone's judging me. Like people are always going to judge anyway. Yeah. So why am I going to change myself to have them judge me in a different way? Like, let me just be who I am. And I think it's coming from that place of fun, which we've been kind of touching on of doing things that bring you joy and knowing how to do that in moderation and in conjunction with the habits that you want to be consistent with because you know that they have a benefit for your health. Yeah. And also like the more that you take care of yourself, the more you're able to show up for other people and like actually take the time to serve other people like both of us are holistic health (laughs) coaches and we are like constantly putting out content to try to like help other people but if we aren't able to fill up our own cup first and like take care of ourselves with the right (laughs) intention then how are we supposed to help anyone else authentically you know so yes I'm laughing because I was recording like a like a blurb from my podcast today. And one thing I always say in my podcast, which is called inner growth, is you have to water yourself. And I think a lot of people take that to mean literally drink water, which is obviously important. <laughs> yeah. But what I mean is like, pour into yourself so you can give from a full cup. Yeah. You know, and you water yourself through sleep, meditation, eating healthy foods, hydrating, you know, rest, laughter, like laughter, like all these different things, dance, creativity, that's gonna cause you to emanate light out because you're giving it's like and then that's why I also like love using a disco ball in a lot of my stuff because it's Mm -hmm. like all these little pieces, you know, and when you put them together, and then you shine light on it, boom, it emanates light outward. So it's like when you shine light into yourself, and into all the different parts of you and the little things that make you feel great, you become a disco ball and then you can shine outward. So <laughs> my face just lit up. I absolutely love that because I do notice the disco ball in like a lot of your content. And I always just was wondering what the correlation was, but that makes so much sense. And I'm obsessed with that. <laughs> That's unreal. <laughs> yeah, there's an intention behind it. 
<laughs> oh my god wait that's amazing wow I like yeah I don't know I think it's in your inner growth podcast photo mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and also plants right so there yep. is a connotation of like the growth right when you like take a and I will say this and, and it's so funny because I wish I was a better plant mom like when it comes to actual plants like my boyfriend is way better at it than I am but if you take a plant or a flower and you don't give it water and you don't like give it sun and you don't take care of it fresh air all the things yeah like it literally like gets really dried up and gets really sensitive and gets like it breaks or it just dies off and then you need a new one so it's all that's like such a good metaphor as well for like our own spiritual journeys and our journey with ourselves because if you're not watering yourself you're gonna also kind of like forget who you are and dry up and then you might have like a breakdown moment or a super low moment and then you have to be reborn you have to like replant yourself you've got to nourish yourself you've got to nourish yourself from the roots basically and you know work your work the way up you got to nourish your soul because otherwise what are you doing <laughs> like you just you lose connection with everything and I've totally been there in so many moments of my life and I think like I've suffered from anxiety depression and all of these things in my life and I still struggle with some of those things of course I'm not just healed every there's so many moments of my life it just goes through different stages and different chapters of growth and challenges and experiences but ultimately like it was those moments where I started to nourish myself more and really turn inwards and do those things like go take nature walks, meditate, EFT tapping, affirmations, just time with friends and doing all of those things that nourished my soul in ways that nothing else ever could. Like I can't get that nourishment from binge watching Netflix, although it feels good like in the moment. So it's I'm, nice. Yeah. yeah, it's a good <laughs> unwinding, but also it's not like pouring into yourself as those other things exactly exactly and so I guess branching off this now that we've kind of dived into your past a little bit or dug into your past I'd love to talk about how you nourish yourself through cycle syncing (laughs) because I'm so intrigued by this and this is something I'd like to incorporate more in my life and I think you just have wisdom that people need to hear about because I know this is something that you've incorporated in your life since I think you said last like July or so and you created a course on it right mm-hmm. yeah, yeah so basically I have I have a course called cycle Thinking 101 which is always where I direct people because I think that education is so important like you have to know your own body right. and unfortunately we don't get that education in health class we just tell we're just told how to put a condom in a banana like that's all <laughs> I don't even think I ever learned that. So. Like, and, and and I say that more, I don't even know if I did either, but I think right. I say that in yeah. more in, in a sense of like, we don't learn anything that's yeah. relevant to our womenly bodies that we should know about unless we like totally. pick up a book and go out of our own way, which we wouldn't know because sometimes even our moms or grandmas or aunts, like so many people in my family, like older than me, they don't know about this. Mm-hmm. They literally don't know what cycle thinking is. And so that's why I made the course because I wanted to just give the information in an easy to understand way. And I really love taking complicated things and making them more grounded and more tangible. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of my biggest skills. And that's what I try to do with my e-products and stuff. But yeah, so I have a course. So I always say, if you want to learn everything go to my course and yeah. it's actually at the best price it's ever been at it's $99 right now and I think it used to be like $300 so it's there in my stamp store which you can link in the description if anyone yeah, wants I to will. check it out but something that I also think is important to know is coming from this past kind of relationship with my body that was very restrictive when I first started learning about cycle syncing that was in 2020 actually so I started learning about cycle syncing and I was like huh these women are like optimizing their businesses like based on where they're at in their cycle. That's so mm-hmm. cool. I don't know where I'm at in my cycle. Like I had an IUD at the time. I didn't yeah. ever get a period. And so that was the awakening. It was literally TikTok. And mm-hmm. getting- everyone had an awakening from TikTok. <laughs> yes, fully. So I first started learning about it from TikTok and then decided to get my IUD out. Ended up going back on the pill. And then I went off of the pill March of 2021. So more than two years ago now. And that first year, no, the first like eight months, almost a year, I was really confused. Like I was jotting down when I got my period, but I was using the Flow app and I didn't get much information other than 
when my next period was expected. But when you get off of the pill, your cycle might be irregular. You might not get a period every 30 days or 28 days. So it's harder to do cycle syncing because you don't know which phase that you're in unless yeah. you learn about your body and then you're doing like the temperature tracking and you're doing cervical mucus awareness and you just know like yeah. you look at your underwear and you know what that means unless you have those extra layers of knowledge it's really hard to know which phase you're in especially if you have an irregular cycle right and my cycle now is pretty regular I have a longer cycle so it's like 35 days but some cycles it'll be 34 some cycles it'll be 36 or 37 some will be 32 so it's kind of an average it's not like on the dot every 28 yeah. days but I'm able to kind of know when I'm ovulating just because I'm very self-aware and I know these things about my body now right. but what I was trying to say though is that it's been a learning curve with that as well and like the process of understanding my own body and also because I struggled with my own body in the past and restriction I felt like cycle thinking was really restrictive for a very long time where the way it's presented to us, it's kind of presented in this way where it's like, this is this phase and in this phase only do yoga and right. in this phase eat spinach. Like I don't, I'm <laughs> making this up, but it's like, it, it's kind of presented. It's like, you only change how you eat and how you work out. It's not holistic, right? It's just like, eat this way, do these workouts. And that is cycle syncing. Yeah. No, like it's actually not. Like that's not what cycle syncing is. And so I approach the eating and the working out in a much more chill way where I do things that kind of work all throughout the cycle. And I can dive into that too. But I just prefer to have a more balanced approach to cycle syncing as well. Because if not for girls it can that are kind of coming from a place of restriction, which is a lot of girls... It can feel really unattainable or annoying or stressful yeah. or hard. To That's kind of where I'm at because I'm still new to it. And I do try to incorporate it into my lifestyle. Like when I, the day I get my period, I try not to do anything. Like I try to make sure my work is done. I try not, I don't like work out. I just try to rest. I had a hard time implementing this into my lifestyle just because I felt so much guilt at first for like not doing anything. But I was yeah. just, I had to retrain the way that my mind worked. I was like, I'm not a man. Like, I'm not meant to go, go, go. You know, I, I need to rest because my body's going through this massive change right now. And I, I need to prioritize myself. But touching upon what you just said, I feel like I did struggle or I still do with like resistance to cycle syncing just because I do find it restrictive for some reason. I'm like, I don't know if I want to just do like yoga and Pilates one week. I like weight training. I like running. I like doing all of the things. So like I I definitely need to learn more and change my mindset about all of that, you know? Yeah, for sure. And I think it's it's interesting because I've been doing a lot of reflecting this eclipse season. Like I have, I've been having a lot of downloads and I've realized that for me, a big thing, like probably like the core of everything that I talk about is the yin yang. It's like, it's balance. Mm -hmm. Whether it's from the food perspective, or it's from the element of masculine feminine energy, cycle syncing habits, like everything comes down to balance. And I think everyone on social media is like, ah, it's balance. You know, it's like, <laughs> everyone's talking about balance. But yeah. like, what is balance? Like, yeah, can you well, please you, elaborate? You actually elaborate into that. And so I'll give one example that just came to my mind when oh and I was saying that because I think if I get a second tattoo it'll be the yin yang symbol probably or like something to represent that because I think yeah. it's so core to who I am but let's give the example of working out right like you were saying maybe you don't want to do yoga maybe you don't want to do pilates like every day of your cycle or like for the luteal phase and the menstrual phase which is the majority of your cycle <laughs> maybe you like lifting or working out but or sorry lifting weights or um running which I also love to do think about that okay you can do that we know that you know you have more energy in the first half of your cycle so maybe that's when you go on your longest runs maybe that's when you lift the heaviest and try to hit PRs but then in your luteal phase you can still run but I mean maybe don't run every day you can still lift but maybe lift five pound weights instead of 10 and then in the menstrual is when I emphasize mostly like try to recuperate especially like the day before your period, the first and second day of your period, and third, by the end of my cycle, I'm like already allowing myself to like lift a little bit of weights, but usually lighter weights, just really being intuitive, listening to my body. But you don't have to cut out those workouts if you enjoy them. Just be mindful of the intensity of them mm -hmm. and when you're doing them and the intensity that you're, how hard you're going, you know? Yeah, and I what I was thinking about with the balance too is let's say running right? Okay. If you love running, for example, I was training for a half marathon. So I was running in my luteal phase, 
when they say don't do any cardio like what did I have to be extra mindful of to counterbalance that and add balance is other things that could be stressful like sleep not Mm. sleeping enough or my mental stress so adding in meditation and breath work was really important or the pressure that I was putting on myself caffeine like what are other things that can cause stress in your body? It's not just running, like that's going to raise your cortisol. It's like the amount of blue light that you get and sleep and morning sunlight. And yeah, there's so many different factors that's going to play into that. (laughs) So it's again, not black and white. And you have to tune to those things to find the balance there too. If for example, you love to run and you want to learn and you want to run most of your cycle. Yeah. So that like brings me so much peace the way you just described that because it's so true. Like you don't need to just, again, have this restrictive attitude. You can just find other ways to make it work for you, but consider the the other factors in your life, you know, just like anything, you know, if you're having struggles in any area of your life, there's probably multiple factors that are playing in. It's not just lifting heavy weights that's going to cause an issue. <laughs> it's going to be so many other things. <laughs> and I think for me, especially two things that are not talked about enough that I think are really big things for me in my own like health journey is sleep because I wish I I, I really want to change my identity and become one of those girls that like is out by 9 p.m but I'm, I'm just not like mm. I'm having dinner at like eight yeah. and I'll like I'll go to bed at like 11 ish but yeah. that's been something I've had to learn because I could go to bed at like 12 if I'm just like not being mindful and sleep really affect your cortisol levels totally and can really affect your hormones so sleep is huge and then emotional stress how do you manage your emotions and also how much pressure are you putting on yourself and how much stress is coming just from your perfectionism and your demanding attitude with yourself and your self-judgment so that's like very underrated but that can really blow up your cortisol levels way more sometimes than running like running might actually be a de-stressor you know and the endorphins can be helpful So obviously it is stressful on your body if you do it a lot, but you get what I mean. No, totally. And like coffee. I used to be a person that would drink (laughs) coffee coffee on an empty stomach all the time and it totally just fucked up my hormones. It fucked up my mindset. It just like made me not eat until 2 p.m. in the afternoon and I'd just be running on stress hormones the entire day and it would be brutal. So it's like other things Mm -hmm. like that. You just be mindful of and, you know, eating properly, eating the right foods that are going to actually, again, nourish yourself so that it's not just this one thing that you need to change. It's, again, multiple factors. <laughs> yeah. It's funny you mentioned coffee because I'm also like that. And I was talking to my best friend about this yesterday, how I love fun beverages. Like having a fun beverage is like mm-hmm. a personality trait for me. <laughs> I have like Same. a poppy all the time. Like I'll have like an Olipop, a poppy, like a fun little sparkling drink in the afternoon and I'll have my matcha in the morning and maybe a decaf cappuccino in the afternoon like I, yep. I'm always drinking something so I like I, I do drink water but I sometimes prefer the taste of something yummier that's yeah. in liquid form and I think I just love the taste of coffee so switching Same. to decaf in the afternoon adding in more matcha has been super helpful and with the coffee on an empty stomach thing and a lot of people saying oh but I don't wake up hungry it's like just have a banana like you don't yeah. have to eat a whole giant breakfast just the glucose from one banana or an apple is going to be perfect like that's already a lot but especially banana because when you smash it or you have it warm or you just add cinnamon or something like that it adds glucose so much faster to your body so when Mm -hmm. you have the liquid like caffeine you know when you have the liquid substance in the caffeine that's gonna raise up your blood pressure and like kind of create this cortisol and kind of stress feeling quote unquote on your body you're gonna have the glucose to prevent it from hitting your bloodstream so fast yeah and I love that you said that because when I first started learning more about like fixing my hormones and you know healing my cortisol levels too in the morning I never was hungry ever like I would just drink coffee and not be hungry until like 3 p.m in the afternoon but I slowly started to shift that but I'd wake up and I'd be like I'm not hungry like I don't want to eat but I would force myself to start small and I would eat that banana or the apple or like whatever it may be and I just like atomic habits I don't know if you ever read that book what did did you have that yeah I love that book what did you have that was like a small 
a banana. Like literally I would just start small with that and work my way up. Now I'm eating a full breakfast, but I would never be hungry. And so I would just literally grab a banana and be like, okay, like start here. And then eventually it trained myself to be hungrier in the morning. Like day after day after day, I like finally got to a place where I'm actually eating a healthy breakfast and it's done wonders for just like my energy and my mindset and like every possible area of my life because I'm not starving myself until mid-afternoon. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's a really good tip for anyone listening who maybe is still on that like, oh my God, I wake up and I need my cup of coffee. I actually have never been that kind of person. I always have had something to eat. Like I grew up in a family that loves breakfast. So my parents eat breakfast religiously every morning and they do have their coffee every morning, but they're always having their breakfast. And so that was never really the case for me, but I know it's for a lot of people. Balance. Yeah. And something (laughs) I wanted to touch on that I know you mentioned is the seasons thing and that analogy for our cycle because- it's funny to me that that video that I made on TikTok explaining that blew up and how it just clicked on so many people's brains because yeah. so many people have a hard time remembering the name of the cycle phases because they're weird names. So thinking about them as seasons is just so much easier. And I learned that from the book Period Power, actually, which is a great book. And Adding it to my list. <laughs> mm-hmm, highly recommend. And that's basically it. I think when we understand our cycle through that lens, it really shows us too that as menstruators like we have an extra layer we're not men as you said we have an extra layer of connection to nature yeah because we have we have nature in us every month and that nature is a mirror to what we observe outside of us we see the seasons especially if you live in like the northeast or even the midwest like you get very strong seasons in the u.s at least yeah and since i've lived in new york i've been feeling it so much more or in philly where i used to live before so just to quickly do a little speed round for anyone listening when we're in our period it's our inner winter so think about when it's cold we just ended winter when spring now when it's cold outside everyone's hibernating like, the streets are quiet like no one's outside like you probably would way rather watch a movie and make pasta at home or have soup or have a warm tea or that would at least feel very nourishing if you do that right. in the winter. Like, would you ever do that in the summertime? Like, no, not that much. You wouldn't crave like a warm, hot tea in the middle of the summer day. <laughs> so no. it's like you crave that extra nourishment. And it's the same thing when you're on your period. It's like you need that extra nourishment. You need that extra, you know, warmth. And it is good like for your body to drink those warmer liquids and to also rest your body and hibernate yeah. and actually do a little bit less yeah and like when I think of really warmth, hard. yeah like when I think of the warmth too I just think of like extra love because like when you're warm it feels so cozy and loving and everything so like during that phase like give your body more rest more love more nourishment like you said even with stimulation from our phones I think taking a little break from your phone can be helpful during your period Mm-hmm. Just to tune more into your own intuition because you can be very intuitive during your, your period bleed. And after that comes your follicular phase. The reason it's called follicular phase is because the follicles in your ovaries start to like basically like get activated and like create the hormones that will lead to the production of the egg. It's because of the follicles. But basically your follicular phase is your inner spring. So think about now. Like we just get ended winter. Things are getting warmer. Everyone wants to go on walks. Everyone Mm -hmm. wants to go watch the sunset, sit in parks, have picnics, be social again, try new things, spring cleaning. You're cleaning out your closet. You're thinking (laughs) about- That's literally all I've done the last few weeks. That is all I've done. (laughs) Like wiping things fresh. Like that's the start of a new cycle and that's Mm -hmm. your follicular phase. So in the beginning of your cycle, right after you just ended your period, you're probably like super energized, ready to go work out, ready to go- I have yeah. so many ideas. So yeah. my notes app is like my best friend in my follicular phase where it's just a million, like a million things that I'm thinking about. And you just are in this very creative energy creating, right? It's like blossoming. Same energy as spring. Spring leads into summer. Sometimes summer is the shortest season and it's the same for us. So mm-hmm. summer is our ovulation, which is usually anywhere from three to five, six days for most women ovulation itself like the release of the egg only happens in 24 hours but you can be fertile up to five days leading up to that like if you have sex and sperm like goes into your body like unprotected sex unprotected sex without pulling out like if you do that and you are fertile that sperm can live inside of your body for five days 
So that's the fertile window is what it's called. But energetically, it's energy of summer. Super social. Like I'm in my evolution right now. I just want to be around my friends. And yeah. my fiance and my best friend are in grad school and they're both like studying, grinding. And I'm like, guys, like, let's yeah. go have fun. Like I just yeah. want to like be social and talk and like hang out. <laughs> And, and I'm, that's fe- I'm feeling energy. that energy right now like you're so bubbly like you're so ready to go <laughs> yeah I'm like ready like let's go and that's energy of ovulation and it's great we love it and super empowering very confidence boosting it's when mm-hmm. you're walking around with messy hair and like no makeup and you still feel like fine you feel confident yeah. or like people will be looking at you and you did, did not put effort into your yeah. And that's spring, or sorry, that's summer, and that's your ovulation. After that is autumn, that's your inner fall, luteal phase. And the reason why is that basically the corpus luteum, which is the re- like the remainder of the egg, basically, and like your uterine lining just kind of starts to like build up and then it's shed in your next period. But that's wow. the 10-ish days. Sometimes it can be up to 14 days at the end of your cycle so i'd say this one depends a lot from woman to woman if you have a shorter cycle most likely you have like a seven day luteal phase if you have a really long cycle it's probably 10 to 14 so this is when think about the bear trees the leaves fall so in the beginning the leaves are still really pretty and vibrant so in the beginning of your luteal phase you're still vibrant you're still like vibing then halfway through the leaves fall and the branches are dry and they can break if you bend them. Yeah. It's the same with (laughs) us. It's like your inner critic is there. And something that someone says, like a little wind that blows in your way, like someone just says a comment that's supposed to not be much at all, you're like so offended (laughs) or you're so like upset about it and you're crying out of nowhere. This is hitting home for me right now. (laughs) I'm like, that is me. I get so triggered. But also think about summer energy where everyone's like traveling and out and about and like then the fall comes and everyone's like ready to get back to work. You get back to school. Like so there is also an energy of you're able to grind and you're able to get things done and you just have to put your head down and do it and you're probably going to have a critical eye. So don't undo all of your work. Use it to your advantage so you can like edit and refine and like get things crossed from your to-do list because you might feel more productive in a way. It reminds me of like Labor Day or something. So it's like you start off vibrant and like you've got that energy and then Labor Day happens and you're still like vibing. But then after that, you're back to work and you're back to the grind. You're back to, you know, reality in a sense. And I just I love thinking about things through symbolism. So another symbolism I just thought about is think about Thanksgiving, right? Thanksgiving is like towards the end of fall Mm. into winter. Think about Thanksgiving. It's like a lot of food and nourishment like that's actually important, like pouring into yourself, but also you might feel hungrier in your luteal phase. Like mm. you might need that extra food and that extra nourishment, which is normal, but also cravings might just be a little bit more out of whack because of the hormonal shifts that are happening in your body. So the best thing you can do, and the, this is what I do all throughout my cycle, honestly, because I'm big on blood sugar balance, just make sure you eat protein and fiber, eat vegetables, eat high quality protein, add yeah. in some healthy fats, like add in some starchy carbs that have fiber, like potatoes and things like that, rice, quinoa. And you're going to notice that you have less of those crazy cravings. I think they get a lot worse if you're just snacking all day, eating like chips here, and then you're eating a granola bar here. And right. then, then the cravings are crazy. Wow. This is all making so much sense. Like everything you just said, like a light bulb went off. I'm like, oh, that resonates with me. Like that makes so much sense as to why I acted like that during that phase and <laughs> so on and so forth. And like, again, this was such like a learning experience for me. Like I know the basics of it all, but I, having you explain it like that has been so helpful for me. So I know it's anyone listening right now is going to like, like just, I'm sure is also going to be so <laughs> like empowered by everything that you just shared. And I just, Yay. it's crazy that we aren't taught this, these things in school because especially as women like we're not operating on the same clock and the same cycle as men and we need to take that time to connect with who we are in order to be able to show up fully for ourselves in like every area of our life yeah exactly and one last thing I'll say about that too is it comes down to the mind body soul thing like there's the element that is the physical it's like understanding the science which I'll I dive into in my course it's like if you don't know anything about your body, like you probably should know about it. And yeah. it's good to know the physical things so you can understand like what are the hormones that exist in your body? In what phase should they be higher and should they be lower? And 
how does your you know body produce an egg and why do you bleed and etc like the physical element is important and you know there is a physical element too where the the food the exercising how you feel physically are you tired right. but then there's the mental component and the emotional which is where the analogy of the seasons really plays in where you can really understand like why you feel certain ways and yeah. how it ties to your hormones and then there's the soul piece which is the fact that you are like a mirror to nature and it's really beautiful that you get access to this and removing the shame around oh my god I'm like bleeding like I need to ask someone for a tampon or yeah. whatever it's like no bro like you bring life into this world like literally it's like so powerful life so <laughs> it's really beautiful and that's kind of the soul spiritual side of oh it, my I god think. I love how you just explained that. That was so beautiful. <laughs> I can't I, like, stop smiling. I'm telling you, like, I need to record more podcasts when I'm ovulating because I'm just like spilling facts. <laughs> Honestly, like you said, like also the, all these downloads coming in and it shows <laughs> in the best way yeah. possible. Like, that's <laughs> awesome. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. I'm happy I was able to record this with you today and channel. Yeah. No, you are on fire and I love it. So for anyone who like wants to learn more about cycle syncing, I will link Carolina's course in the show notes like I'll link everywhere you can find her on social media um and I think this is like a perfect place to kind of just end and wrap it up but before we do I have four rapid fire questions that I like to ask people (laughs) so the first one is what has been your favorite age so far and a brief explanation as to why Okay, I just turned 24. So I have to say that my favorite age was 23. The reason why it was my favorite is because there was so much change. And there was also a lot of leaps of faith in this year of my life. Like just in that year, I moved apartments, I started working at a startup. And then I left to go be a full-time content creator. So lots of career shifts. I got mm-hmm. engaged. I healed my relationship with my body even further and reconnected with these habits from a more intentional place. I launched my own course. Like I made so many moves that were just like big moves. Like yeah. I grew my podcast. I rebranded it, hosted my first in-person event. And I think I really also ran a marathon. Well, I guess trained for a half marathon and then ran the half marathon like the first week after being 24 but I trained for one and signed up for one and I feel like there's just been a lot of pushing my own limits and showing to myself that I am capable and that I can do hard things and that I might not have the a b c d e path of how it's going to go and how it's going to play out but I can trust that following my heart and doing things from that place will always turn out you know in the best case yeah no from that place that's a perfect attitude to have and literally you had the most massive year of growth in every area of your life (laughs) it's pretty crazy honestly (laughs) it really is but it's awesome to just watch you blossoms like from an outsider's perspective I've never even met you in person but I just again I feel like (laughs) I know you and I've watched your whole journey unfold and everything you've created and I literally love to see it Thank you. It's been very special. So great. Yeah. I love that question. Yeah. So next question. What is your favorite self-care practice? I have so many. Uh, I know. <laughs> but like if you had to only pick one. If I only had to pick one. Oh, okay. The one that comes to my mind. Oh, there's so many. Okay. Can I pick <laughs> All right. Three? Fine. Give me two. Give me two then. <laughs> okay. Okay. The first one that came to my mind that I was like, this is definitely a very important practice for me is meditation slash breath work especially breath work I got into it this year because of the app open which is really great by the way if anyone listening hasn't tried it yet and I just feel like breathing can be really important because sometimes even when I'm meditating I can be in my head so much and the whole meditation goes by like the whole guided meditation goes by yeah and I realized I barely breathe the whole time so I was just in my head so breath work specifically really helps me be in my body and ground Mm-hmm. So love that. And then the other two that came to mind was Gua Sha, which I recently got into mm-hmm. it has been so game changing and just getting over my perfectionism with it and just being like, I'm just going to get better at it as I go. And like, I'll figure out yeah. how to actually do it. It's not as complicated as it seems and it doesn't have to be so long either. And then the other thing was movement. Perfect. No, I love all of those. And I totally resonate with every single one. I love those. Next one is what is something that you were absolutely terrified to do? but you did it anyway. And looking back, you're really glad that you did it. 
leaving my like leaving the corporate path a hundred percent like that was so scary for me and I mm -hmm. thought about it for so long and even when I graduated college I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur but I went down the corporate path I got yeah. a nine to five then eventually moved to a startup then eventually moved to contracting then decided to make the leap so in very tourist fashion I took small steps towards it where I wanted to go and eventually made that leap but I was terrified and yeah. I feel like it's still an ongoing journey, but definitely has been magical in many ways. Yeah, you kept taking those baby steps, but it turned out to be something. It led you to something so huge. <laughs> so it was yeah. worth it. <laughs> yeah, it was worth it for sure. Yeah. And the last question, what is the best piece of advice you've received as of late? If you can think of any or like a, your favorite mantra that you're using lately, either or just something that has been like you heard and that really resonated. OK, let me think about this one. Yeah. Take your time. <laughs> yeah. These ones are they can be tough when you're OK. On I, I have one that came to me. OK. So when I was in Brazil last summer, I was talking to my dad about career because he's kind of like my mentor in many ways. He's been in the corporate world for so many years. So I was talking to him about being a con like being a freelancer and like what I wanted to do. And at that point, I was still in the startup, but that conversation kind of came up. And I just remember he just told me like, what you're doing right now is working. Like what you're doing right now with your brand deals and your content creation is working. So ride the wave. Like he was just like, ride this wave. You're in the wave. Don't keep looking at the shore and don't keep looking at what wave is coming next. Like literally just focus on your board and like focus on the wave that you're on wow. and I think that's so important because sometimes we're in a moment and we forget about it because we're thinking about the next thing that could come and the next best one or mm -hmm. what if what if what if that so he really reminded me of that and I feel like that's something that I've embodied too it's just like I'm riding this wave I might not know what's gonna happen in five years or three years or even this year but I'm just gonna focus on this moment I love that so much that is amazing advice. <laughs> tell your dad I said that. <laughs> it's amazing. I will tell him. He's also a Leo. <laughs> I actually was going to say that because I think I remember you see, like, I remember you posting something on his birthday last year on your Instagram. <laughs> that sounds Yeah, creepy, he's but... a Leo and then my mom's a Cancer. Yeah. So. Oh my, my dad's a Pisces. My mom's a Cancer. Water, wow, double water, water pairing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They can handle emotion. They yeah. can handle emotion. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, this has been so awesome. I'm so grateful that you came on. I learned so much and I know the whole audience will too. You are just amazing. You are radiant and it's been so, so awesome connecting with you. And I really can't wait for the day that we actually like meet in person. Me too. That will be a magical day and I hope it'll it's be soon. a vibe. And thank you so much for having me on. For everyone listening, if you want to connect with me, as um, Audrey said, the links will all be in the show notes. Yes. And yes, let me know if you guys enjoyed the episode or if anything resonated. My DMs are always open and I love chatting with you guys. So. Yes, I will link where you can find Carolina in the show notes. But thank you everyone for tuning in and I'll talk to you guys soon.